What I want to do in this recording is talk about what I look for when I do a print review, either a review of my own work or a review of other photographers' work, because the process is pretty much the same. It might not seem so at first, because you might think, well, when you review your own work, you use a different criteria than when you review somebody else's work. But in practice, the process is pretty much the same. The main difference is that when I review somebody else's work, I discuss their work out loud, while when I review my own work, I keep it for myself. It's an internal process where I think about more than I talk about what I see in the print, what I see that works, and what I see that doesn't work. So what I'm going to do here is talk about the things that I'm looking for and the kind of reflection that I engage in when I review a photograph. The first thing that I look for is usually what I like in the print. And I like to start that way because I think it's an optimistic way of starting the print review. Starting with the good sides, with the positive, rather than starting with the negative. And I look for what works. And in a sense, what I do is I rule out areas that could have problems. I say, you know, the colors are good, for example, or the main composition works, or there is a nice balance on the print, or I really like this graphic quality of the image, or any number of things. And in saying that, I rule out a number of things that could be problems, but turn out not to be problems. The second thing that I look for is what does not work, or what I rather call what needs work. And these are any areas that weaken the image. Any areas that, if they were done differently, would make the image stronger, but the way they are done now, the way they were processed as they are, actually weaken the image. That is, they take away from the image. The colors could be off. The main composition could be out of balance. The general graphic quality of the image might be partially there, but really not strong enough. It'd be half of a beginning, so to speak. Maybe a good idea, but not carried all the way through. The borders could have problems. The horizon could be not leveled, for example, which is a very common problem with 35mm and a problem that you know I'll talk about when I actually do print reviews. There could be too much sky, or there could be not even enough sky, or there could be part of a foreground but not the whole foreground, or there could be no foreground at all, or there could be too much foreground, or the foreground could be there but not a very interesting, it could have been more interesting, there could have been a different element chosen, or the same element could have been used larger, or any number of things. These are just some ideas that come to me right now. When I review the work, what I take for granted is that we all want to get better. This is very important. The goal is not to critique something for critique's sake. The goal is to point to ways that we can get better, that we can make the work better, that we can make the image stronger, ways that we can improve the image. And we're really talking about the image here. We're not talking about ourselves. That's very important. A lot of photographers think that when their work is being reviewed, they're the ones that are being reviewed. No, this is not a measure of your own self. This is a measure of your work. And of course, your work demonstrates your abilities, what you 
can do at a given point in your life, in your career. But that's not everything. Because you yourself could have an enormously higher potential than what you're showing in your work. And that's because you like the knowledge on how to do things better, how to do things in a more efficient way. So the review, in a sense, is here to point out how you can do things better. And that's really the whole point of the review, the center of the review. If we had to isolate the core of the review in a single word, that word would be better, how to get better. It is by improving things that one gets better. That's very important also. We have to learn how to improve on what we are doing, on how to do it more efficiently so that we get our idea across to the audience. Very often, a photographer has an idea, but that idea is poorly implemented in the image. And as a result, it does not carry over to the audience. That is, people that are looking at the photograph don't get the point that the photographer is trying to get across to them. And as a result, they miss the point and they don't find the image very interesting. They move on without really remembering the image because the image hasn't really done its work. You know, it's a good idea, poorly implemented. This is very often the case. So to get further, you have to improve things. And basically, one rule that we always want to keep in mind here is that we are where we are because of the things that we have done up to that point. And this is true in photography. This is also true in just about any area of life. We have done a certain type of thinking, and that kind of thinking that we have done has carried us to where we are today. And if we continue doing the same thinking, we are going to end up in the same place. However, if we change our thinking, and if we start thinking about things differently, then we are going to get somewhere else. And in regard to photography, if we change the way we think about our photographs, we are going to end up having different photographs. And if we think about our photographs better, if we improve the way we think about our photographs, if we improve what we think about our photographs, if we improve the areas that we look at, if we look at new things that we had never thought of before, then we are going to end up creating better photographs, photographs that have things in them that we never thought of putting in before. And that's what makes a richer photograph, that's what makes a more sophisticated photograph, and that's what makes a better photograph. So for your work to change and get better and improve, you have to change how you think about your work, improve your thinking, and make your thinking better. And that in turn means increasing your knowledge of photography so that you can look for more things in your work than you have looked for so far. In other words, you are more knowledgeable about what a good photograph consisted of. Because if you continue doing the same thing that you have done so far, if you continue using the same knowledge that you have used so far, you're going to continue getting the same results that you have gotten so far. That's pretty much self-evident. And again, that's true in photography, and that's true in just about any area of life as far as areas that you want to improve, that you want to get better in. A very important aspect of the print review is that a print review is not a portfolio review. 
there is a big difference. A print review is the review of a single photograph, while a portfolio review is the review of a body of work that consists of a number of photographs, let's say, for example, 10 to 25 photographs. And in a portfolio review, we don't so much look at the quality of any individual print, although we do that also. What we look for mostly is the quality of the body of work as a whole. Does the body of work hold together? Does it form a strong body of work? Is there a message carried by all the prints together? Is there a nice quality to the presentation? Is there a portfolio case that's really worthy of our attention? Is there an artist statement? How is the packaging? How is the matting? How is the presentation, the protection? And how do the prints complement each other? Because now we're not looking at a single print. We're looking at, let's say, 10 to 25 prints. And we are very concerned with how all of these prints work together. Well, with a print review, we are concerned with a single print. In the context of what I'm talking about here, which is a print review, we are not doing portfolio reviews, because a portfolio review takes a whole lot more time, and it's very difficult to do without having the portfolio in your hands. That is, a print review can be done on the basis of an image on screen, although obviously having a print is a whole lot better, because we have the final product. Anything besides a final print is a reproduction. If it's on screen, it's a screen reproduction. If it's on a book, it's a book reproduction. If it's in any other format, it is always a reproduction. Only the print carries the exact intent and the absolute best quality that the photographer was able to create. But doing a portfolio is virtually impossible without having the portfolio because there is just too many elements that will have to be displayed on screen or on paper and make it a totally different experience than holding the actual piece in your hand, the actual portfolio in your hand. Another very important aspect of a print review is that I can only assess the quality of the one image that I have in front of me. And that's very important to understand because if doing the review of somebody else's work, it is possible that this photographer whose work I'm reviewing has far stronger images, far better images than the one that was submitted to me. But that is something that I have no way of knowing because all I have is that one image in front of me and because all I'm doing is reviewing a single image. So the critique, the comments, the feedback, the evaluation of the photograph that I'm making is based on that single image and does not reflect on the rest of the work which, as I said, I ignore. I have no knowledge of and I have no visual evidence exists or does not exist. What this means is that you may have better work or you may have work that needs even more improvement than the one you submitted. That is, it can go either way. The one image that I'm commenting on right now Maybe your very best image, or it could also be your worst image. That is, you could have images that are far better, or you could have images that are far lower. I have no idea. All I'm doing is commenting on that one image in front of me. A very important point also is that I take it as point of departure that all images can be improved, in particular student images. And the context in which I'm doing this review here is the review of student images. And so I take it as a point of departure that all images submitted to me, no matter how quote-unquote good or quote-unquote perfect, can be improved. So that's a very, very important thing because 
Although you might think you've gone as far as possible with this image, nothing else can be done. I don't quite agree to that. I believe that there is always something that can be improved, something that at times can be a major thing, can be the whole composition of the image or the whole color scheme of the image. Or it might be something very minor, a little something in a corner of the image or on the side of the image or along the border of the image that can be removed to make the image stronger. Or it could be a very, very minor color cast or a very small highlight that needs to have detail brought in. Anything. It can be something either very important or very minor. But at any rate, there is always something that can be improved and that's where we start. With this in mind, the challenge for the critique, for the reviewer, is to find that one thing, or these many several different things, that need work in a photograph. And that can only be done if you take it for granted that no image is perfect, even those that we place on a pedestal, so to speak, even those that we consider to be above critique, above reproach, perfect, so to speak. There is always something that can be improved, no matter how small, no matter how benign in appearance. And as you get better, as you climb higher towards the pinnacle of photographic achievement, what you need to change becomes more and more minute, more and more of a detail, less and less noticeable to the untrained eye. And that's why it becomes more and more important to train yourself so that you can see things that you did not see before and that other people may not see. It's your job, in a sense, to see more than others. And that's really the number one quality of a photographer or of a visual artist, of a graphic artist, is to see things that other people don't see and then place them in your photographs so that you can show your way of looking at the world, show what you see to other people. As you get better, these small things become harder and harder to pinpoint. And at the same time, as a result, they become harder and harder to change because the changes have to be just as delicate, just as subtle as the problems that you defined. In other words, if you find a very minor problem, you cannot take a sledgehammer to correct it. You have to correct it in a very slight, very subtle manner. If you find that a color is slightly off, maybe instead of red, it's a little red-orange. You cannot turn it into a blue, that's not going to work. Or you cannot turn it into a bright red, that's not going to work either. You have to turn it into that exact shade of red that you think will work just right for that one area of the image. And that takes a very slight of hand, it takes a very delicate approach, and it takes a lot of refinement. And as you become more and more experienced with your work, your approach to your work and to the changes have to become more and more subtle. And that's hard to, to do because it's a lot easier to fix something major, you know, successfully, than it is to fix something minor successfully. We can always fix everything, but fixing it effectively is the key. And it's harder when the problem is more subtle. Because we have to be more precise. We have to be more delicate. We have to be more refined. And refinement is what a fine art print is all about. And that's something that's very, very, very difficult to achieve and to control and to achieve on a regular basis. That is repeatedly, print after print after print, not just once, but many times. On the other hand, sometimes a major thing needs to be changed because you have come to the end of the road in a particular style that you have used so far. In that case, it is your style that needs to be changed. You need to take a different road. You need to start on a new journey. 
you need maybe to change your source of inspiration. And that might mean leading to a restructuring of your personal approach to photography. Again, whether this is needed or not is something that I will point out in the reviews. This is not always the case, but it does happen. Very often, you find that you're looking at the work of a photographer that's basically saying, tell me what's wrong, and you can't find anything wrong. Everything is right. This person has really gone to the end of the road, and at that point, they can keep doing the same work for the next 20 years. There's nothing wrong with it, but it might become repetitive. It might become the same thing said in different ways. And maybe that's fine with the photographer. Maybe that's their goal. In which case, who are we to say? But if the photographer says, well, you know, I'd like to move on to something else, then the solution is to change your style, change your source of inspiration, change your total approach, your personal take on photography, and engage in a new journey. Start a new journey. That's something very hard to do. And that's something that, again, we can only point out. It is up to the photographer to decide to do it or not. Whether this is needed or not is something that you have to decide. We can only point out to the fact that this is something that is to be considered. This is true for any advice that I might give in the print reviews. The choice of whether or not you will follow my advice is totally up to you. It is your prerogative. My goal is only to make suggestions, not to force you to do anything in particular. You are listening to my review, you like what I say, you disagree with what I say, that's fine. The decision of what you're going to do after you listen to the review is your prerogative, it is your choice, your decision, and your decision only. I'm not here to force you to do anything in particular. I'm only here to make suggestions. As I review the work, I will also make changes to your images in Photoshop when I think that changes to the image are in order. And in order to benefit the most from my reviews, you have to be okay with this. If you're not okay with this, then I think that you really need to reevaluate whether you need a review or not because it is impossible to do an effective review and to point to things that need to be changed without showing these things being changed, showing the before and the after. If an element has to be removed and you just say it has to be removed, you leave it really to the imagination of the audience to visualize what the image will look without that element. But by removing that element, you know, in Photoshop, by cloning over it, for example, you show the before and the after and you make the point much more effectively. And that's my approach. That's how I do things. If you're not okay with me making changes to the image, then please say so when you submit the images. However, do keep in mind that saying no will greatly impair how much I can say about your images and how much I can help you with getting better images. So just to be clear, the changes that I might make, and again, that will depend on the photograph, it's on a case-by-case basis, on a photograph-by-photograph basis, the changes that I will make will include, but are not limited to, cropping, color changes, contrast changes, cloning over part of the image, removing elements, flipping the image right side up or upside down, and much, much more. I see no limit as to what I can do to an image, and my teaching is based on this approach. Some of these changes may be benign, others may be quite radical. 
It all depends on the image. It all depends on the photograph. And to get the most out of that part of my review, you have to keep an open mind. That is, you have to say, hey, listen, you know, that's weird. I hadn't thought about it, but you know why? What's the heck? He's doing it. Let's see how it comes out. And I can always decide to keep it or leave it later on. And that's the right approach. Let it be. Take it or leave it when it's done. And hopefully you get better through this process. Let's talk about the final goal of the print review in closing. The goal of the print review is to let you know the value of a specific image. It's to let you know what works and what does not work in a specific photographs. The goal is not to take you from wherever you are to the apex of photographic achievement. Because this cannot be done in 10 minutes, which is the average length of these free reviews. To take you to the apex of photographic achievement requires a whole lot more time than that. It literally requires years and years and years, usually a lifetime commitment. Nothing is easy. Things come with time. It also requires a certain level of commitment in working and studying in a very focused manner. Nothing great is achieved in a few minutes, but directions for future work can be outlined quite well that way, and that is the goal of the free review. The goal of the review is also to help other photographers find out how to improve their work by watching other people's work being reviewed. And it's also to give them confidence in the fact that they should submit their own work for review. A lot of us are very hesitant about having our work reviewed because we are afraid of what can happen. Well, the worst thing that can happen is that you find out that you really need to go back to the drawing board, so to speak, and take more photographs. That's just about the worst that can happen. The most important thing that can happen is that you're going to learn what works and what does not work in your work. So there is really no penalty as long as you keep in mind that what is being reviewed here is not you. It's your work. It's not your skills. It's your skills as they are implemented in that one photograph. You can improve, and we all have the ability to improve. Whether we do or not is a matter of whether or not we are willing to do the work that is required to improve. But that being said, improvement is something that we all carry within us. Nobody's perfect, and everybody is a student. I consider myself a student of photography. I have had a lot of uh, people that have come to me and said, do you know everything? The answer is no, I don't know everything. What I know is what I have learned up to this point, up to today, the day that I'm doing this recording. Is there more to learn? Of course there is. There is always more to learn. So that's why I'm saying that I am a student of photography. I know a lot more than most people, but I don't know everything. I will never know everything. The reason being that the whole process of creating art is not to reach a destination. The whole process of creating art is to engage on a journey towards making something that you truly love, something that you're truly passionate about, something that you truly like. And once you have achieved something that you truly like, you show it to your friend and you hope that they'll like it also. Then you show it to a larger audience and you show it to critiques and eventually you let it loose in the world and hopefully other people will like it as well. And sometimes people love it and sometimes people don't like it. And it doesn't always bear upon the fact that your work is good or bad. It bears upon the test of the audience. Sometimes the test of a culture at a particular time in history. So there are many different variables here that 
have little to do with your skills and your skills only. They have instead a lot to do with people's taste, with the direction that a particular art movement is taking, and other social factors. For example, if we had been talking about the kind of photographs that we see today with HDR, with extremely extreme color changes to the image, contrast control. If we had talked about that, let's say in the 70s, a lot of the work that we see today would have been completely unacceptable. People would have shunned it out because they were not ready for it. But today, we think of it as an achievement. So we look at it in the context of the technology that we have and in the context of what we can do today. And if we look back at what was done in the 70s, we find that you know the contrast might be too high or the resolution might be too low or the color might be off. And that except for a few pieces that really transcended their time. You know, the main body of work created before is outdated. But at the time that we looked at it, you know, way back then, it did not look outdated. It looked cutting edge. So we have to keep that in mind. We have to keep in mind that we are engaging on a journey towards learning how to produce better and better photographs. And that truly, there's really no final destination. There might be goals that we reach on the way, destinations that we set as a temporary target. But as we move along, we want to continue the process of discovery and the process of learning. And in this process, I think that we are all students.